This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today it is just me. After that episode with Samantha Bush yesterday, I thought it was time for a little bit of a reset. I am still riding high from that Potomac premiere. I mean, really, just what a wonderful hour and 15 minutes of television. Those women have never done us wrong. I I don't think they ever will. And in the preview, or there's like a little extended clip that came out of next week's episode. And do you know who makes an appearance at Karen Huger's celebration of life slash taco party? Katie Rost is in attendance. So that means that aside from Monique, who let's be real, we will never see Monique Samuels again on Real Housewives of Potomac. Every single person who has been a housewife of Potomac, except Monique, is at that party. Sharice, Katie, the current seven housewives. I mean, the fact that they're in season seven and the group still really exists in that way is really impressive. We recorded our uh, recap in advance, but seeing everybody like live tweet and react to Potomac being back on Sunday, oh, It just made my soul happy. It's what we need right now. And if you're feeling like somehow there's not enough going on right now, we also have Winter House premiering on Thursday night. It is, it's a busy week. Winter House is back. Tom at Sandoval and Tom Schwartz are going to be there, I guess. I don't know how I feel about that. It's going to be a whole thing, but you know, (laughs) We'll take what we can get. And now because my brain is broken, I am chomping at the bit for a Real Housewives of Miami trailer because I just feel like that has to be coming next. And it should be soon-ish. Because last year, Real Housewives of Miami premiered at the beginning of December. And we, I don't, I mean, what is time? I don't know. But I feel like we got, we started getting like teasers in October, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. (laughs) Again, if what happened a year ago, there's no chance in hell I remember it. I don't remember what I ate for dinner last night. Um, But the the breaking news that we need to talk about today, and later I'm going to get into Below Deck Med. We're going to talk about the last couple episodes. But before that, we have to talk about what's happening over in LA with the Shaws of Sunset Mike Showhead situation. So TMZ reported yesterday, I believe on Monday, they said, I'm reading from the article, according to court documents, Mike cut a deal with prosecutors that got a slew of misdemeanor charges dismissed from his domestic violence arrest, most notably domestic violence, battery, and unlawfully attempting to dissuade a witness were all dropped. 
Per the docs, prosecutors agreed to let Mike enter into a diversion program to close out his case, meaning he won't have to plead to any charges as long as he successfully completes the terms of the program. Mike agreed to take anger management and parenting classes, along with performing community service and completing a gun safety course. (sighs) Okay, so this is, there's actually a lot to dig into here. First of all, this is different than what happened with Jen Shaw. Obviously, the cases are very different, but he's not taking a plea deal. So he's not pleading guilty to anything. Basically, they're saying, hey, if you do all this stuff, it it's fine. We'll drop the charges. So it's different than Jen, where she is still going to be a convicted criminal and is going to be you know, sentenced to whatever the judge decides. This is a deal where he, the charges will just disappear as long as he completes all of this stuff. And so anger management, that makes sense. I think a lot of people on Bravo could stand to go to some court mandated anger management classes. But the fact that he is doing parenting classes and a gun safety course. So uh, unless I have missed something really, really major, Mike does not have children of his own, but you know who does have kids is Paulina. And we don't really know in the grand scheme of things where his relationship with Paulina stands today. And it was kind of alluded to, but never 100% confirmed that Paulina was the you know, the victim or the the party present for the situation that happened that led to these charges in the first place. So I think a lot of us were kind of like, Paulina girl, get out of there. But the fact that he's taking parenting classes makes me wonder if perhaps he is still spending time with her kids and, I mean, by process of elimination, still spending time with her. I don't know. Look, I want the best for Paulina, but I... Uh, I mean... It's just, it's bleak all around. And then on top of that, the fact that he has to take a gun safety course, that makes me wonder, first of all, what happened with a gun in the past? Because that that's kind of suggesting that there was a gun involved in the situation, which is terrifying. But also, like, the fact that people with domestic violence charges are having gun-related incidents, and then the court response to that is that they should take a course on how to safely handle a gun. And it's like, what if we just didn't handle a gun? What if there was just, what if we took the gun away? (laughs) Like, I don't know. uh, I mean, uh, maybe some people want gun, like obviously some people want guns, but maybe there should just be a rule that like, Hey, if you're, accused or alleged to have assaulted someone or attempted to assault someone in an incident that involved a gun, maybe then you just don't get to have a gun. (laughs) Because handling it safely, you know, obviously keeping it clean and putting it in a locked cabinet and, you know, all of that maintenance work is great. Wonderful. I hope people who have guns are being responsible with them. But like, you kind of already fucked that up, methinks. <laughs> and especially, you're taking the parenting class 
and the gun safety course. What does the parenting class have to say about keeping a gun in the house? I don't know. I have questions. I have questions. Uh, Mike, of course, will not be at BravoCon this weekend. That would be a poor choice. Uh, But Reza, MJ, and Golnessa are all going to be there. So I'm curious to see kind of how that goes. Of course, I we had Reza on the podcast in August. It's a great interview. If you haven't heard it, I would recommend going back and listening to it. But at the time, he seemed very uh, awkward about going to BravoCon because he's like, I don't have a show. <laughs> I don't have anything to talk about. Like, uh, why they're having us at BravoCon. What are we there for? And as far as we know, with the three of them at BravoCon, there still hasn't been any word about Shaw's coming back or a different project involving them. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. I I would love to think that there's going to be some kind of announcement, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think that's going to happen. But we'll see. I, I, in my soul, I feel like we're not done with them, but I don't know if that means Bravo or something else or a different format. Who knows? We'll see. Speaking of BravoCon rumors, of course, we talked about some top kind of BravoCon things on yesterday's episode, but there's a rumor making its way around the internet that I just, in my soul, don't believe. And that's that at BravoCon, they're going to announce that Real Housewives of Dallas is coming back and being rebooted with just the only returning cast members to be Stephanie and Deandra. This feels to me like something that was invented, that was crafted in the imagination of somebody who enjoys spending time on Twitter perhaps a little too much. Um, I'm not talking about anyone specific. It just, it doesn't feel like the kind of thing that, it doesn't feel like it has that core seed of truth. And I could be wrong. In a week, you might hear me on here breaking down the official announcement that Dallas is coming back and Deandra and Stephanie are coming back. But I just, I feel like there are a lot of things where if you tell me something in my heart of hearts, I believe that it could be true. And this this Dallas rumor that I've seen the last couple days, it just doesn't spark like that for me. And it's not even that I would hate to see it. I famously mostly enjoyed Real Housewives of Dallas. That last season became quite bleak. And certainly I wouldn't want them to bring the full cast back. Um, And whatever. But I I don't feel like Dallas would be at the top of the priority list. I've heard you know, whisperings, no real information, but kind of generally that Bravo is still interested in creating new Housewives franchises um, and that Dubai was seen as a success. Um, And certainly Salt Lake has in three seasons really established itself as a top Housewives presence. And then of course, Miami came back on Peacock last year and I think was quite successful, obviously getting another season. So I don't, I guess... Miami would be the closest comparison to a potential Dallas reboot. But I, first of all, 
not that much time has gone by. We were watching Dallas. What was it? Summer of 2020. It's two years. I mean, to me, whatever might happen with Dallas in the future, the absolute first order of business must be getting New York solidified. If we don't have a plan, a course of action for the New York reboot slash legacy for those two things, that should be the only thing on the development desk. Like, this is top priority. Get it done. Get in there. Put in the work. Figure it out. Because we've wasted enough time. It's now been over a year since that season of New York ended. Come on. I know people get paid for this. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around, the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe, and you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Speaking of one little, little, little potential perhaps tidbit about New York. (sighs) Again, this is something that I don't know if it's actually rooted in reality, but one of our favorite Bravo glam goddesses, the makeup artist Priscilla D'Astasio, who loves to work with Teresa and some of the other New Jersey ladies 
and some of the New York ladies, and she does some of the Bravo Lebs when they're in town. Um, you know, she's a an iconic Bravo glam figure. She posted, this was back on September 25th. She posted a photo of Ramona in fresh glam, looking, I mean, looking stunning. The, the thing, anytime Priscilla beats Ramona's face, Ramona's looking stunning. And a lot of the time that means confessional time. And Priscilla posted this photo and the caption is, it's been a minute with my NY Apple emoji at Ramona Singer. Hashtag Roni. You hear that? That's a, that's a, a, that's a siren is what it is. But that, is that a clue? Is that a hint? I don't know. I have my doubts mainly because there hasn't really been any sightings or any kind of rumors about filming happening in New York. And so for them to be doing confessional interviews, I feel like they would already have to be some amount into filming, like at least a couple weeks. And if that was back in September and they were doing some kind of interview then, that would mean that by now they had probably been filming for like a month. And I just don't think there's been enough chatter about it to really believe that that's what's happening. But, you know, it's a hot topic whether or not Ramona is going to be back on the legacy show. So, you know, we're, we're chomping at the bit for any kind of hints, but I'm, I, I'm not convinced that that Priscilla photo is really giving what we, I don't know if it's what we'd like to think it's giving because I have mixed feelings about Ramona coming back. Um, I know some people are very anti, some people are very pro. I fall more on the anti side just because of the ickiness of it all about Ramona. <laughs> who Ramona is as a person, but I do obviously understand the entertainment value factor. But again, we'll see. Hopefully some news. Hopefully BravoCon brings some actual Roni news because I feel like that is the biggest kind of outstanding thing that we're waiting for news about. If you want to announce a new franchise, that's exciting. If you want to announce a new spinoff, sure. I'm, I bet we'll hear more about Leva's, what is it? Southern Hospitality. Sure, I'm into it. But like, Roni is the top line priority and the longer it goes by that we don't hear anything. It's like, what is happening over at 30 rock? Is nobody showing up to work? Is, is, are are they trying to find, is Sonia missing? Like, what's the deal? What's the status? I would like an update within three to five business days. Thank you. Switching gears now, I want to talk about Below Deck Med. It's been a few weeks. The last time we talked about it was when we had Kyle Thilion on the podcast. Go back and listen to that if you have not. He was delightful to have in the studio. I think I might be seeing him this weekend at BravoCon, so stay tuned for that. But I'm going to catch up on, I think, the last two episodes of Below Deck Med. I... The Below Deck is a show where it's like I let it pile up a little bit and then I always catch up, but it's not something that I'm sitting down every Monday night at nine, raring to go. But I do I do like to catch up. And this season, it feels a little bit like we're getting... There's, there's really two main things happening. There's 
as I'm forming forming this thought in my head, I don't know if it really is anything. Because I was going to be, there's what's happening with the interior and there's what's happening with the deck. But you know, (laughs) that kind of is every season of Below Deck. So I don't know if that's really specific to this season, but the last few episodes, the interior has really been kind of the, the main source of drama. Because this situation with Natasha, Natalia, and Kyle is... It's frustrating. And I feel like all three people in this equation are not helping matters. I feel like all of them could be doing things just a little bit different in a way that would kind of make the situation better. But that, I mean, when you're working on a team, not everybody has, you know, the team style that's going to match up together. And I think that's really what we're seeing here. Because first of all, you've got Natasha, Chief Stew. She is simply too occupied with what is going on in her personal life. These texts that continue to roll in from her boyfriend at home are just the worst and the worst and the worst. And she is crying. She's trying to sort of stick up for herself and he's not having it. It feels wildly toxic. And then you've got her her situation with Dave. And I actually have been really pleasantly surprised after those first few episodes where Dave was such an asshole. I think he has handled, for the most part, this sort of second half of the season with Natasha quite well. He seems to be really positive. He's, you know, maybe he would like to be a little bit flirty, but I don't think he's really pushing that button too much. I think he is being respectful for the most part. And he is working really well. I think at the beginning of the season, there was kind of a question of, is he going to keep it together? And overall, he has. His food has been really good. Maybe there's some communication issues here and there, but I think he has been kind of solid and... At this point, Natasha has been getting these messages from her boyfriend for days and days and days. And it's like, okay, now now Dave seems like the the better option again. So I really think Natasha is kind of in a lose-lose situation here and really just needs to cut ties with this boyfriend. But sadly, when I talk to the TV, they don't hear me. Um, so I don't know what to do about that. So that's Natasha. Just a little, a little distracted. And also, let's say she is bad at the provisioning. We don't need 600 bottles of wine. Simply no. Meanwhile, we have Kyle, who I think is is good at his job. I think he can do all of the things well. He just is a little bit of a chatty Cathy. And as a gay child who always got the parent-teacher conference note of a pleasure to have in class, but he talks too much, like that kind of thing. I feel like that's Kyle. You know, like the guests always love him. He's always crushing service, whatever, but he will stop and talk shit to you anytime he can, whether or not there are are things that need to be cleaned, whether or not there are guests that want drinks. You know, it's a little bit like I love that you love to gossip and talk shit because Lord knows I host a whole podcast about it, but it's just, if you could just dial it back 20% and just channel that 20% into being productive, it would make a world of difference. 
And then you have Natalia, who is a hard worker. And I think a hard worker almost to a fault. And then she takes things on and really just when she sees somebody who isn't working as hard as she thinks they should be, she can't just let it go. It stews inside of her and she gets more and more frustrated. So then if and when she finally does say something, it becomes a bigger issue where I think maybe if she brought things up earlier or in a different way or just chose her battles a little bit more, I don't think there would be as much conflict within the team. But then also Natalia is in a bad place because Kyle and Natasha have kind of become this unit and they talk shit about her and they see her as Kyle literally refers to her to the charter guest as the head of housekeeping, which to me, that crossed a line. Because if we are all stews on this boat, Natasha's chief stew, Kyle and Natalia are both supposed to be second stews. You guys have the same job. Just because Natalia's, just because your rhythm as a team is that Natalia takes the lead on housekeeping and you take the lead on service, you're, by calling her head of housekeeping to the guest, you're kind of, you're like othering her. You're putting her in a different position that it's like, oh yeah, the bitch who cleans wasn't on the boat. So that's why your room wasn't cleaned. As if there's no way that you could have popped into the room in those several hours, however long it was, that Natalia was on the beach. And I fully understand why Natalia was pissed off when she came back from that beach rock day. She's been sitting out in the sun all day. She had to do this drink service for the guests. And Natalia, Natasha and Kyle are like, oh yeah, Nat, when you got a chance, could you go in the room? Because it's not been done because we're so busy all day. And it's like, busy with what? I I don't pretend to think that these people have easy jobs. I, It's not that I think they had nothing to do all day, but it's like, you couldn't have gone in and like made the bed and wiped down the bathroom. Even if you didn't have time to do it 100% you knew on the fucking preference sheet that this guest wants her room clean at all times. That's her number one concern. And so when you're going to, when Kyle's going to get her before dinner and being like, Oh babe, I'm so sorry. The room wasn't clean. The head of housekeeping was off the boat. It's like, then, then get to scrubbing bitch. Like do it. Come on. I don't know. I just don't think, I don't think Natasha and Kyle are being team players the way that they could be to support Natalia. And especially now that we've been a few episodes into this, they can see and know that Natalia is kind of struggling with this a little bit. So you could make the whole team run more smoothly by just picking up on those little things that would make Natalia feel seen and heard and supported and valued as a team member. And calling her the head of housekeeping and acting like she's the only person who can make a bed, I don't think it really is. Um, I don't think it's the best way to handle the situation. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. But that's, that's the interior. And now let's talk about the deck. Jason, so long. At the end of a few episodes ago, Storm kind of had a chat with Jason and Jason was basically like, that's okay, I'll leave. Which I respect that. Is it the the best decision for like the boat to just leave with three charters left? I mean, no, I guess you could stick it out. But if he doesn't really want to be there and he doesn't feel like his team particularly wants him there, then I think he's just being honest about it. And then when Storm tells Captain Sandy, she's like, okay, great. If he doesn't want to be here, I don't want him to be here. So I will find somebody new. And I mean, for a deckhand, it's not that serious. He can leave. It's fine. And I really hats off to Jason for staying for that last charter and really doing a great job. By the time he left, they were sad for him to leave, which says a lot. Um, Thank you, Jason, for your service. Best of luck. Then at the crew night out, Storm has been waffling on this decision about naming a lead deckhand for a few episodes And you could tell from the very beginning that he wants to give it to Courtney. But then he feels bad because Z is his friend from before. But Courtney, Courtney's that girl. She earned it. It's hers. But this really goes a little bit awry because the topic of Lee Deckhand comes up on this night out. So then Storm is like, oh, if we're already talking about it, let's talk about it. Hey, guys, can you come with me? I'm like a little bit drunk, but I'm just going to do this now. And it's like, dude, you got, 
do it on the boat. Do it during work hours. Because even though MZ is an absolute sweetheart, an angel from above, of course he's so gracious about not getting this promotion. And he, you know, congratulates Courtney and he says he understands and he's not upset. But he's a little disappointed, as he should be. And Storm, as MZ's friend, has now put him in such an awkward position where he can't say anything or have any feelings that aren't just like, no problem, or else he seems like the asshole. And it's like, why are you doing this on the night out? He's going to be disappointed whenever, but like, why do it now? And then when they get back to the table and Natalia is like, ripping on storm for doing it like this, which she's not wrong. Maybe she didn't, maybe this conversation didn't need to happen at the table, but like, I think she's right. Then storm is like upset about the way Natalia's talking to him and pulls Z aside. And it's like venting to Z who just didn't get the promotion from his friend. And it's like, bro, brew. <laughs> Sorry, not bro. It should be brew. Brew. Shut the fuck up. Like, you don't get to vent to your friend who you just passed over for a promotion because your not really kind of girlfriend is telling you correct information about your fuck up. Like, okay, maybe don't fuck up and then we don't have to have this conversation. (sighs) Natalia and Storm are pretty much over at this point, which I'm fine with. I liked their thing at the beginning of the season, but I don't, I think it's probably smart that they're cutting things off before they get too serious because these things never last. They never work. So it's like, yeah, you had your fun and now it's getting a little too intense and it's not fun anymore. So sayonara. That's it. That's all that needs to happen. Uh, The main other thing that happens is that we get a new deckhand read. He is from Alabama. He graduated from University of Alabama in 2019, which makes me feel old. Um, And he says right off the bat that he has a tendency to put his foot in his mouth and that no one else really finds him funny the way that he thinks he's funny, which I don't know whether this is like a level of self-awareness to be applauded or whether it's really kind of cringe that you know something you know about yourself is that you put your foot in your mouth and people don't think your jokes are funny. Like, cause if you putting your foot in your mouth is fundamentally a thing of like lacking awareness and not thinking before you speak. And if you know that you have a problem with that, then you would think that you would just think before you speak. Like, What's not, what's not clicking? The big first example we get of this is when he's doing the lines on the deck, whatever. And Captain Sandy like says something to him and he's like, yes, sir. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, he's like, I shouldn't have said that. It's like, you think? Not only are we getting foot and mouth, which like that's, it's just awkward to call your female captain, sir. But also it's uh, a little red flag of maybe why are you assuming it's like you think that all the captains should be men. And in this industry, we know that more often than not, they are. And so Captain Sandy is out here bucking the trend. 
She's out here being a trailblazer. Look at me on my soapbox for Captain Sandy. Who would have thought? She, I mean, she didn't really, she wasn't really even involved in this, but like, check yourself, sir. This is your first day on the boat. Get your shit together. And if you know that you have foot and mouth disease or whatever, take a deep breath and don't be a fucking idiot. It's simple, right? <sighs> anyway, we got to blow up at dinner. That's the end of it. Kyle tells Natalia, you're 24 fucking years old. Act mature. And like <laughs> yelling at somebody who's 24 to act their age. I'm like, I don't know if that says maturity, but alas, <laughs> thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.